Welcome to the Questionably Qualified Podcast. I'm John Truxus, and I scored as many touchdowns as every member of the Chicago Bears did last week. Joining me as always is my co-host Mike Yax. Yax, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. That was a victory, I think, though, John. So <laughs> It sure should, was. You should feel good about that. My favorite NFL player came back to earth. Even though we, we only won by two points, it could have been by five points if we had made our other field goal, if we had made our fifth field goal attempt. Oh, man. NFC North. What a, what a place. Full of Titans. Yeah, let's go ahead and start with, with the discussion of our teams from last week. I I guess I'm happy about the, the Bears' win. It, it, it doesn't matter that much. The, the Panthers' pick is obviously the one that's going to be in better position for next draft anyway. It was a, little, it was a tough looking game for justin fields which i think is a little disappointing but the vikings defense is i think designed to take advantage of quarterbacks who don't process the game well and they get gashed by the guys at the top end of the of the league which is not a bad approach if you're if you're you know short on big names and you're just looking for a good approach throughout the season and yeah i think i think fields falls into that first bucket there based on the performance the bears had in this one yeah i mean I sparingly watched it. I was just bummed out that Dobbs had one, had one bad game, and now he's like buried in the depth chart for I, I don't even remember who they got coming in now. So you don't you don't feel like you missed out by I, I was doing we were driving back from Arizona at the time, so we also mm-hmm. missed watching the game live. But we here's what we missed out on from a drive summary standpoint: missed field goal, punt, field goal, interception, punt, interception, punt, punt, punt. Field goal. That was the first half. Second half, you get turnover. <laughs> I did on watch downs. a little of the first half. And <laughs> Field I was goal, just like, interception. What is Field goal, interception. Ooh. Fumble. Wow. Touchdown, fumble. Punt, field goal. End of fourth quarter. <laughs> it just feels bad that the, our dudes got had one bad game and he's just like buried. I agree. It's a little weird, right? Like why? Yeah, why is there such a short leash? Wait, what are you what are you hoping to get out of whoever you're putting in next here? Uh, who I forget who it even is now, which is really funny that I forgot. And you know they're on a bye now, so we don't even know. Yeah, I mean we, we somebody knows. It's the Minnesota media, not us. It's probably better than who the Browns are rolling out this week, but we'll get to that later. Oh man, that's <laughs> what a great what a great thing that's happening in this NFL. <laughs> Let's talk real quick about another disappointment before we get to that, which is the Detroit Lions losing outright as seven and a half point favorites on Thanksgiving Day, and just ruining my my dreams of the all of the all favorite parlay before they could even take flight. And it sucks. So it, I mean, I guess it's better that it goes down in flames in the first leg, but then if yeah. you hit the next three, do you feel worse? Right. Versus, yeah, having the fourth one be the one that does you in. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's up for debate. I personally, I'm a bigger fan if you just lose right up front. It feel, feels a little better. Yeah, I think I think that's probably true. What did you think about the Lions game in general and their their performance? Uh, you know, it wasn't wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's it's kind of probably the same. It's gonna be like the la- like not lazy, but it's like it's not an exciting take. Like they they played bad. I don't think they're super bad, but you know, it's it's really hard to win when you have a three to nothing turnover margin and a fumble six is one of those turnovers. Like I, it's and it's like teams can possess the ball against us at will. It feels like so. It's like when you don't possess the ball a ton and you're turning it over when you have it. 
yeah, it's, it doesn't matter really how explosive your offense can be if you're turning the ball over. Did you feel like Jared Goff's tiny hands were responsible for some of it? Did I yell fucking baby hands at one point? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> do, do I think that's really why? <laughs> nah, probably not. You know, I, I don't say that about Joe Burrow, and I think they have the same size. That's true. Burrow does also have tiny hands. That's a good point. <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't know. He just doesn't have monster hands. Oh uh, yeah, that's probably a good point. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I've never measured my my thumb to pinky distance there, but yeah, that you're right. <laughs> Tiny hands is might be a dramatic. It's just funny that it's just such. A, it's so funny that that became a narrative about him, and it, I think most of it is because he's like six five, right? And he's got the small hands, like not they're and smaller hands than like you know like Drew Brees, who's like six feet and he's got the monster hands. yeah yeah it's just like when you when you look at the nba players right and like normal humans generally yeah. have a wingspan that's about the same as their height and in the nba it's like a mm-hmm. 10 inch difference between <laughs> these guys wingspans and their height yeah and then you see yeah the guy that has the normal arms you're like why well, is the guy's arm yeah. so short? yeah you're like no nah, no nah, dude <laughs> I don't think so. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I think it was it was a rough performance for the, the Lions, but I also think the Packers have been looking better lately, and they still almost came back to, to tie the game up there at the end. I mean, they had a chance. Yeah, it's so it's like you had also, so we had three turnovers, and I think we went for it on fourth down four times and got it zero yeah. times. So when you do those two things together, that's like, that compounds everything. When you... Do a fake field goal on your own thirty, and you don't get it, or not a fake a fake punt. It's just like we. I sometimes you know people are like, you just don't like it when it doesn't mm-hmm. work. That's what people say when like a fake punt. No, he went. He did a fake punt on our own seventeen this year, and I wanted to light him on fire, <laughs> even though we got it. I'm like, that is the dumbest shit. Like it's not Madden. Like you got like especially when. I don't know. It just stinks because it's like there's been kind of a confluence of things. Yeah, so all of that happens. The interior of our line was kind of hurt, so we were getting hurt on stunts and shit, like stuff that hasn't really hurt us all year because generally the interior of our line is really good. But, you know, we got a kid from William and Mary that played tackle in college was starting at left guard, and, like, he didn't perform great. I'm like, oh, yeah, I I wonder why that happened. But So it's just like, I don't know. Do you have to make some sort Uh, of apology to Joe Barry? No. See... (laughs) I don't know why this has to happen to me. I don't need to fucking apologize to that clown. God damn. Joe Barry comes in and just rips us to shreds, kind of. But not really. And I feel bad about it. Fuck Joe Barry. I don't even apologize to him. Yeah, I mean, it's it truly, truly, looking at the way that the game went, like there are a lot of ways that this game might have gone considerably differently. When you think about the fumble return touchdown, the later fumble in Green Bay territory, the fake punt, like you yeah. said. I mean, sometimes, yeah, it, it's it's a coin flip thing right and and if you are looking at their fourth down attempts as coin flips then sometimes you get four tails in a row yeah sometimes it evens out like we had been on a kind of a hot streak the Mm -hmm. whole season where it kind of felt like anything he did just kind of worked in terms of fourth down and then it just nothing worked and then that happened to us last year like bailey zappy cooked us and the patriots beat us like 29 to nothing and he went to for fourth he went for it on fourth down like five times and got a zero time yep that's what happens. You, your team looks like ass when you're putting our defense, which is already isn't a great unit, in an even worse position than it has to be. So yeah, I'm not too worried about the Lions based on that loss. I think that they kept it competitive, which is good. And I think that the Packers have looked better lately than they did early in the season. If this happened during during the 
you know, five weeks ago stretch, then I would be a little more concerned about what, what we were seeing. Yeah, and it's, you know, it, it, I chalk some of it up to the division, and so yep. we try to failed flea flicker. I don't know. It was just all discombobulated, honestly, I thought. It was a strange way to start Thanksgiving Day, for sure. Yeah, it was fuming. Fuming. Let's move on to someone who also had a bad weekend. Tim Boyle. Do you, do you think he had a bad weekend? Maybe he didn't. Maybe he's just happy to be out there at this point. I mean, to put the collection of plays he's put together on tape and to be a starting quarterback at any time in the NFL, that has to be a win he should for be pretty you. Happy. It, dep- it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how it goes. <laughs> like, you know, in 10 years, he'll be like, yeah, dude, I suited up and started for the New York Jets. He sure did. I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What am I supposed to say about this guy we, that we haven't said, that you didn't say last yeah. week, covering his college career? <laughs> There's really not what much. What brought him here? Like, <laughs> he he lost outright to David Blau in a contest of who's a better quarterback. And, like, I don't think there are a ton of guys in the NFL that that would happen Yeah, it's to. pretty bad. Especially because David Blau had, one, like, almost no experience at all. And this guy had been in the league for a few years. Right, that's so. very true. Yeah, so he goes 27 for 38 for 179 yards. 179 yards on 38 attempts. That's a that's a tough one. <laughs> I mean, I think the thing the thing about this game that makes me really happy is that very much like I don't give a shit who you have at quarterback and like this is kind of Nathaniel Hackett's guy mm-hmm. and he sucks. Like he is a turd and it's so funny that Sean Payton has turned the Broncos around into like a team that is knocking on the door of a wild card and everyone wanted to, you know, crown yep. it differently five games ago saying that Sean Payton is <laughs> what did did you see this? That everyone kept calling him Kevin James. No, I did not see that. I don't even they don't look remotely alike. Is it I don't know if it's like has something to do with that. I think he's fat now or something. I had not seen that. Whatever it was, very stupid. I, I saw a ton of stuff about that, and this was like a few games ago. I didn't, I didn't understand it, but I mean, that's the NFL season will do that to you. Like, yep, <laughs> nothing is true three games in, and I think even like yeah, when you look back on this narrative, it's completely the opposite way now, where everyone was like, well. The Jets are kind of winning, uh-huh. and you know they're managing Zach Wilson. No, dude, they suck. He sucks. Hackett sucks. Like, yep. And Sean Payton, I don't know. He's been out of the league for a while. It's kind of rusty, and he is, you know, kind of a dick. Even though the takedown he had of Nathaniel Hackett before the season was as funny it was as incredible. it got, and the kind of stuff I root for to hear. Even though if it, I don't want it from Sean Payton necessarily, because I think he's he's kind of a dick. But yeah, I mean, they also acquired Delvin Cook there in the offseason, and he had he had one carry for two yards in that game, so big, <laughs> big, big showing for him there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it turns out there's there's just not enough talent there, and, and you know, maybe, maybe bringing in all these guys because Aaron Rodgers likes them wasn't the solution to all the problems the Jets might have. Yeah, like when you have Garrett Wilson and you're, you pay Alan Lazard $40 million when you have the worst offensive line in the league, maybe your GM should be shot out of a fucking <laughs> cannon. Maybe that. Yeah. You don't think you could use you could have used that instead of getting a superfluous piece of like a fucking possession receiver and sometimes down the field threat you could have got like anybody to play offensive yeah. line. Yeah, maybe maybe invest some resources there. Yeah, so that was a tough one. No, no, no. They needed a who's the other guy they got? They got the corpse of the Randall Cobb out there. Yeah, they also signed Randall Cobb. Oh, cool. They didn't need him. <laughs> 
Need, needed that fucking guy. <laughs> it's a culture thing. You know, they're really setting the culture there. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Let's talk real quick. It sounds like you didn't have a chance to listen to our, our friends at Chargers Chat this week, but the uh, the Chargers oh, charged again. I, yep, I'm really... I, I think I did listen to some of it, maybe. And it's a very long it show. It escaped my brain. <laughs> I mean, they do like two hours. They do multiple episodes. They do look-aheads. They do like recaps. Then they like react right after the game sometimes Oof, that's a lot um i did listen to them they were just you know they didn't have the unapologetically positive <laughs> energy that they claim that they have i've never i've never seen it except when i watched them talk about getting ready for the lions but yeah they were pretty bummed out that the brandon staley's defense showed up against the ravens and their offense looked like a pile of dog it dicks. sure did and their best players couldn't catch fumbled everywhere it was a bummer yeah <laughs> it's probably not good that justin Herbert was also the leading rusher on the day with four carries for 47 yards with uh, austin eckler oh, just yes. behind him at 10 for 32 oof that's, that's not gonna make great stuff so and he fumbled yeah. twice oof and keenan allen dropped two touchdowns yep, dropped the touchdown also also had a fumble keenan allen did so yeah oof i mean that's when i draw the parallels of them and the lions like can you if the Lions lost in a more traditionally Lions year where like their dog shit defense stood up against a great offense and then they lost that way, you'd be like, that's the, about the most Lions way right. to lose. So, yeah, it stinks. Chargers are charging. They sure are. I would also like to point out that you nailed your pick of the Steelers minus one. Mm-hmm. It turns out that Jake Browning is also not the guy. <laughs> you say these names like and i'm like oh cincinnati guy <laughs> like it takes me a while i'm like Ooh. like tim boyle is on the jets <laughs> like oh my gosh this season is it's wild a very funny one yeah i yeah I, I but that was the thing it's not to me it wasn't about browning it was you know matt canada's gone and he was truly a terror onto this league. and they they got over 400 <laughs> yards right away I know. Was that the first time? It this was the season? first time since 2021. <laughs> oh, good I think it God. literally never happened while Matt Canada was the OC, and then in the first game without him, <laughs> they went over 400. Yeah, Kerry made the mistake of dropping Pat Fryermuth, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, let me let me plug <laughs> and play timing. this guy and see what happens. The first time that Matt Canada's gone, I said, "Whoa, look at what I've stumbled upon." Yep. Um. I actually, I I want to go back to our previous ones. I think I put that the Steelers game in almost like I think I've done it four or five times. I've hit it mm-hmm. every time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, they're doing well for you. And the only time I picked against them was I picked the Jags against them, and the Jags covered. Yes. Yeah, that's the only miss you had for for the the. the... No, I picked the Jags. Oh, you did? Okay. To get the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I might have missed another a different one, but I think I picked them twice against yep, the Bengals. I think you did. And hit both. So, so yeah. To your point about the quarterbacks thing, I was doing the the picks this week and going through each of the games. From what I can see, I believe that there are six teams on by this week, so there are only thirteen games being played. And in those thirteen games, there are seven teams that are starting someone other than their day one quarterback. That there's seven. Seven teams. Yep. So you have the Bengals starting Browning. You have the Browns yep. starting. Let's go ahead and get into this. Joe Flacco. Oh, Jesus Christ. Unbelievable. <laughs> I texted you that they got him. I was like, oh, man, if he sees the field, this is going to be bad. Yep. And it sounds like he will. He's starting, yeah. yeah. He, I, The fact that 
Yeah, so I got to eat some crow here. I was like, I, I bagged the Bears for outrighting P.J. Walker, but apparently he cannot start over Joe Flacco in your offense for one Incredible. Week, so. Just incredible. R.I.P. P.J., the XFL hero we needed. <laughs> the Bengals, the Browns, the Patriots, who I believe are not starting Mac Jones this week after they've I, completed undermining <laughs> his confidence think, all the way. We have, we have to... We have to the funny it's so funny that bill belichick just won't say who is starting it's like you have two fucking wins like nobody yeah. cares it could be tom brady could fucking walk down there it would not <laughs> matter time brady tom brady could get into a time machine turn himself 15 years younger and come back and start it still would not matter <laughs> joe montana could come out it doesn't matter but we're not talking about those guys we're talking about bailey zappy and fucking mccorkle jones like what are we talking about just say who the fucking starter is, you doofus. <laughs> I, I do like that Bill Belichick's coaching against his future team. That's going to be fun. That will be good to watch the Chargers take him on. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then continuing up the schedule, you have the Titans Sorry. and the Colts. All starting someone, both both starting someone besides their day one starter. Yeah. The Jets, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and is there someone else? Katrina's Arizona Cardinals. Oh, I, I don't even know if I picked the Cardinals. I, I I might have not included them because at least they're started the person they would like to start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it'll be an interesting week of games. Let's let's go with that. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a weird one. All right, let's go ahead and talk real quick about some of the uh, the negative and positive performances from last week. I think it's we should give the Eagles some credit, right, for c- pulling out that game in overtime against the Bills. I know that the way that they're winning isn't a sustainable way to win. But they do keep doing it, and you got to give them a little bit of credit, at least, I think, for pulling that one out when it looked like the Bills really had it locked up. Yeah, they, like, stormed out to a pretty big lead, tons of momentum. But, yeah, I mean, there's nothing. Do I think they're, like, what are they, 11 or 1? One, and one 10, and, 10 one. and 1. I don't think they're quite that good, but, yeah, it's impressive if you keep winning. And I think, you know, the Bills are having kind of an off season, a huge strength of schedule boost. Um, I still think, like, there's a a decent team in there so yeah the bills are having a bit of a season from hell thing right i mean even in that game they had the touchdown pass there in overtime that the guy just went kind of the wrong direction at the end of the route and wasn't there when the ball was dropping in on him but they had it they had it open yeah yeah it's tough for them feel a little bad i mean same same. as far as the negative performances go we already covered the lions and the chargers let's talk about the saints real quick because (laughs) the questionably qualified consensus nfc south champion atlanta falcons are back in the driver's seat first place baby watch (laughs) out that's unbelievable what are they five and five are five and six even better five and six (laughs) that is a just an absolute that division is a joke yeah i so i picked the saints in that game and I was a little surprised to see it go against me, obviously. And then I saw the highlights of it, and it's like, oh, this makes sense. So the (laughs) Falcons get a 92-yard interception touchdown return, which changes it from at least a 6-0 New Orleans game to to a 7-3 game in favor of Atlanta. And then I think it was like around the 10-yard line again that the Taysom Hill fumbles and gives the ball back to Atlanta. So, you know, some of it's definitely lucky i think for the falcons but that's like you said the division's terrible that's all it takes sometimes yeah and like for how good like new orleans defense is pretty good but Bijan ran all over them algier ran all over like 
it's the kind of the thing where it's like if they're just running like on you like that it's hard when you make mistakes on offense yep yes the falcons are now in first place in the division at five and six saints are also at five and six yikes the bucks are four and seven and of course the panthers are one and ten (laughs) the panthers like they how many they won like what six games last year i think that's right and they traded their ah, just this i don't know man they won seven games last year went seven and ten oh and i think they think they're gonna get ben johnson from the lions to coach that pile of dog shit i want to work with that owner based on everything we've seen so far yeah, dude, like, what is it, I had five coaches in yeah. six years? Yeah, I don't think so. Not great. <laughs> not uh, not for me. Were there any other games from last week that really stood out to you that you'd like to touch on before we uh, we move into what we're looking forward to this week? Let's take a gander. <laughs> Nothing stands out. Tommy DeVito got a win. Yeah, I guess the other good game would be the Jaguars-Texans game, which was a fun one that, that the Jags was a good came out game. on top of. Yeah, I had, a, I had a lot of fun watching that one. Yeah, I don't really have much to say about it out there. <laughs> Calvin Ridley is on fire. There you go. All you gotta know. That is nice. Yeah, let's go ahead and and talk then about the games we're looking forward to this week. This is also going to be a short segment because I think it's pretty much just Niners Eagles. I mean, yes. On on paper, that's the one you want to look for. There are some real train wrecks. I think we already touched on Los Angeles at New England. I mean. The Thursday night game was a ton of fun, I thought. Yes, that's true. That was a very fun game. Um, so there was that. Um, Dallas pulled out a barn burner against Seattle. Yeah, the other close lines um, that we have, so if you're if you're just basing like the competitiveness on the, the, the size yeah. of the line, the other lines we have below three are the New York Jets, Tim Boyle hosting the Atlanta Falcons. What a what a great What's the line the there? The Jets are getting it two and a half. Be. I was going to say, okay, yeah, I would have said two and a half, yep. one and a half. The Tennessee Titans are at home, and they're getting a point against the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, that's kind of a fun game, only because, like, the Colts are like the walking dead. Like, I don't know what it takes yeah. to kill them. Yeah, they just like, keep, keep hanging in there. It. Gardner Minshew's just willing it to happen, and just a collection of nobodies. Like, isn't the running back hurt again? Yep. So, it's the Zach yep, Moss Jonathan show. Taylor's out again. Yeah, so I I don't know. It's hilarious if they can pull out a, a few more wins. Yeah, I think the the game besides the Niners Eagles that I might have the most interest in is weirdly Houston at home as three and a half point favorites oh, over the Broncos. I like that one. That's a kind of a sneaky yeah, one because it, that, that's a, it's a weird yeah. situation where with the way that Denver's been playing lately, it's almost a good litmus test for the Texans. To figure out, like, okay, are you guys serious about this? Like, good enough to make maybe even you know be the the last seed in the playoff chase in the AFC. But I I think it's that that measuring stick for both True. teams. True. Yeah, because it's like if Denver can get on the road and beat this team, I'm kind of like, oh, can they make some noise in the yeah. playoffs? Yeah, I mean, they they won't enjoy their turnover luck forever, but they've taken advantage of it when they're getting yeah. turnover luck. Right, you you bank those wins. Yeah, you got to. It's crazy. <laughs> it's going to come back yeah. for you. Yeah, exactly. I can't believe I can't believe the Broncos are, are in this position, but yeah, there we are. With that in mind, yeah, let's go ahead and t- uh, talk about the game that I think everyone acknowledges being the most exciting game of the weekend, which is the 49ers returning to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. Rematch of last year's NFC Championship game. Yep. I mean, I don't know. There's clearly the two best teams in the NFC, right? I would say so, And so it's yeah. pretty exciting that we get to see them in the regular season. Both teams pretty healthy. When the right game now. matters, yeah. I'm not, you know, in the sports media in those markets, so I don't know 100%, but 
it seems like all the headline guys should be there it seems yeah like. that one's gonna be a great one to watch I, I, i'm surprised it's not sunday night football it's that sort of afternoon slot but yeah that'll be the one that that i'm definitely gluing myself to yeah you don't like the rematch of super bowl one <laughs> not as excited for that one in the in the sunday night slot what do you think what, what's your prediction for the way that the niners eagles game plays out to me and it's like not really based on football it's based on like i was talking to you about this before it's the get back i think san francisco's kind of gonna put it on them a little bit like i don't think they're gonna win by more than 10 but i think they're gonna that all that defense is not good. yes they just they're not i don't think they they're not i don't know we'll see what happens because i think the san francisco offense is going to show that the philly defense is more of an opportunistic bunch well i mean we'll see if if they can really shut down san francisco who i mean who is prone to you know that weird three game mm-hmm. losing streak they mm-hmm. had but it feels to me like San Francisco is going to get the job done. That's just how I think. Yeah. So I, I picked them last year going into the NFC Championship game, and obviously the injury to Purdy you know, derailed everything there. And I still f- kind of feel like they would have won that game if Purdy had stayed healthy. And I think it's just that little lull the Niners had this year that has me not as confident in them coming into this one. Just because I don't know that the Niners' defense is as good as it was last year, especially against yeah. the run. So I think... like. I think either way we're in for a really exciting game, but I'm curious to see if Philly is able to lean into the run and kind of control the ball and make things hard on the Niners defense, or if yeah. they're throwing the ball around and trying to do that. Cause I, I don't think they'll be able to, to win if they're throwing the ball a lot in this game. Yeah. I don't think so either. Cause I think, you know, when you balance Nick Bosa out with chase young, like, it starts to get a little bit scary if you're just dropping back a ton. Um, and like you said, it's, it, this is a good test for Philly because I'm going through their schedule now. So they're 10-1, and 1, but they've got wins over. And these are good teams, but still, you like to see yeah. bigger bigger spreads than this. They beat Buffalo by three in overtime. They beat Kansas City by four in a game where if anybody could catch a pass for Kansas City, they'd probably lose that one. They beat Dallas by five. They beat Washington by seven. They beat Washington by three earlier in the year. They beat Minnesota by six. Washington is a good team. Yeah, so like this is a lot of like, <laughs> yeah, you'd like to see yeah. them pounding some of these teams a little more. Well, especially like Washington. Yeah. But NFC East was weird. It, just it sure is. is. Um, yeah, see, San Francisco's giving points in this one. I think everyone kind of sees it the same way that I'm kind of seeing yeah. it. Because that... I mean that means Vegas thinks they're kind of a bit better for sure. Yeah, to be getting two and a, or to be yeah two and a half point favorites on the road is is an interesting one there on the road. Yeah, so I was surprised to see that I am taking the Eagles on the points, uh, but I think a lot of and, that is just defensive after last season because I really did feel last season like the Niners were the better team. Well, I think everyone thought. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't have a quarterback yeah. for the whole game, and they're at full health really at this point. Like everybody, everybody's playing yeah. for the Niners right now, so. You didn't want to. I mean, you're talking about good games this week. You're not. Wanna, you don't want to watch the poetry in motion. You must be talking, of course, about Joe Flacco's dropbacks for the Cleveland Browns. Unbelievable, <laughs> unbelievable. I, I just, I, I don't. I want to know who hurt Amari. That Cooper, he would think that. That he would say something like that, and I think it, it must be the Browns. Mm-hmm. His time on the Browns has broken. That's probably the answer. Yeah. I guess like. I mean, Dak was thrown to him for yeah. a while, and Dak is slicing people up the last yep. six weeks. And didn't he have? Like, did he have Derek Carr when he was with the Raiders? He, he I think yeah, so. Derek Carr is old. He yeah. has to, have, yeah. right? 
Yeah. So, Derek Carr, Dak. Then we're getting into some questionable figures, but but Joe Flacco, man, yeah, I think I think he's maybe he's just hallucinating. Yes. Maybe he's taking some hallucinogens, some psychedelics to help get through this I tough time. Know. It's true. Everyone did used to say Joe Flacco had a good deep ball. That's true, though. But he is a thousand <laughs> yeah. years old. Yeah, exactly right. And yeah, I mean, he was he was a master of the underthrown uh, deep ball d- defensive <laughs> pass interference play there. Anyway, you yeah. can, baby. That's how you got. You gotta get paid. Exactly. And he certainly yeah, did. Yeah, it, it just it's the right opportunity to remind myself that Joe Flacco got a massive contract because his Super Bowl run was one of the wackiest effing stat lines that I've ever seen. And they should have lost in the first round against the Broncos, but they got one of those deep balls late because some Broncos defender basically fell down and allowed Jacoby Jones to score a deep touchdown pass when that's the only way the Ravens could have stayed in the game. But that whole run, it, 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 it's right up there, I think, with the Nick Foles run, right? Where you're just like, I'm sorry, what is happening? Yeah, that, that dude did it for a whole yeah, season. Yeah, and then turned right back into that pumpkin afterwards. Yeah, it's 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 a funny career he's had it really is okay so i think i think those are the games that we're most looking forward to this week it's not a it's not a great slate unfortunately do you have any any strong leanings on the pittsburgh game and the pittsburgh line at all before i get into (laughs) into my picks for the week oh man i like the i like to sneak it in there at the end for all the ghosts what's the line here uh the last time i saw it it was pittsburgh at home minus five and a half i see six and a half now Ooh. Um, ugh. it's not speaking to me this week. Yeah, that's fair. That's a uh... <laughs> seeing numbers that big for the Steelers are a little scary. It is again. Matt Canada is gone though, so we're feeling better. Um, the only thing I'll say is that I am just gun shy of picking against the fucking Cardinals because every time I do, they motherfuck <laughs> me in a way that is excruciating. They really do. <laughs> And I don't, I don't need to hear it from Cat. I'm going to be there this weekend. Week after I pick against her cards again, being like, shouldn't pick against her. She won't even be matched. She'll be like, yeah, shouldn't yeah, should have picked it. Like, based on what? Based on, they're the Lions. It's like I didn't pick against the Lions. They're the Lions. They have the same amount of Super Bowl wins as the Lions. None. Get out of here. Do you know how many ah Steelers minus twenty? I'm taking them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so the Steelers this season are seven and four. That is unbelievable. Do you know how many the games they've won by more than one score? I think I can get this. Uh, the answer one. Ah, uh, close. It is zero. <laughs> oh, I thought they. I thought they beat the. The Joe Burrow Bengals like twenty to ten. No, it closed. But... It was sixteen ten. Uh, oh, sorry, sorry. The, the, ah, the Burrow version of the Bengals. Oh, actually, they never played the, the Burrow yeah when he of the was. Bengals. I was wrong. They played. They played Cleveland twice. Uh, okay. And yeah, okay, that's yep. hilarious. Twenty six twenty two over Cleveland. Twenty three eighteen over Vegas. Seventeen to ten over Baltimore. Twenty four seventeen over the Rams, twenty to sixteen over the Titans, twenty three to nineteen over the Packers, and now sixteen to ten over Jake Browning. Reading all those wins back, and we're like, "How oh, there's seven? They got seven wins. How did they do that?" I'm like, "Well, the teams they beat yeah, stink." That's exactly how. <laughs> Whoa, that was a collection of nobodies. Yep. 
All right, so my picks for this week. Let's let's see what you think about these ones that I've I've designated as my favorites for this week. I really like the Chiefs giving less than a touchdown in Green Bay. They are minus six and a half the last time I checked, and I think I think people are going a little overboard on the Packers hype here, and we're going to see Jordan Love go against one of the best defenses in the league right now. If they can't run the ball, which they haven't been able to, yeah, it could get a little bit hard for Green Bay to do some stuff in this game. This game, has, I'm not excited at all Neither about am I. it. It's just not, it feels so boring. Like, ugh. Yeah, I wish Why? I was more excited about it, but it's just it's it's not jumping out to me. Uh, I am taking the Eagles plus two and a half at home against the Niners, and that one is basically following. It's it's similar to my Mahomes thing, where if he's favored by less than three i just take <laughs> take the chiefs and this one i'm like okay the 10 and 1 eagles are getting points at home like yes okay a 10 and 1 squad's getting points yeah. at home yes. i'm gonna feel too dumb that makes, if they end up winning by by a field goal and it, <laughs> yes i agree i i don't think the game's gonna go that way but like yeah i could it go that way definitely Eagles getting points at home, I think, is a no-brainer yeah. to take. Uh, I also love the Dolphins, minus 9.5 at the Commanders. Yeah, I feel like Washington has to mail it in at some point. Yeah, it's got to detonate, right? It's You know, you got a dude like Ron Rivera that can just kind of hold it, that kind of stuff together, because he's got kind of cachet to be able to do kind of that kind of stuff. But like at some point, like it's the same with Jeff Fisher. At some point, it just fell apart for him, though. Right. Like at some point, it just has to fall apart. Like, and everyone has to just be like fed up with mediocrity. Yeah, like he's continued the belief longer than you could reasonably expect him to, but eventually, it's got to run out. And it's like when you have somebody that makes such high impact errors as Sam Howell mm-hmm. and takes as many sacks as he does. At some point, it just has to go bad. If you if it's not going good, right? Like, so I I like. I do like that. I hate Miami though. I hate picking I do them. Too. The lines feel always juiced yep. on them. Like it feels like they, you know, they're like a expensive car. Everyone exper- compares them to that. Like, yeah, they they can if you can get them to start. Yeah, like yeah, you're gonna beat everyone in a race by fifty miles. But it's finicky, and sometimes something goes wrong, and then they're stuck in neutral. They can't do anything. I hate picking them, and I feel like Vegas juices their lines because nine is. Yeah, and I think that I'm, I'm, I'm remembering their non-cover against the Raiders. Yeah, shit like that drives me crazy yeah. about them. But I, like you said, I, I'm kind of counting on this being the end for Washington, where it just Washington. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I could, yeah, it's like it's a tale of two narratives, yeah. and I just, yeah, the Washington one is so strong, like it just has to fall apart at some. Exactly, point. and then the last pick I have for this week, I. I almost hesitated on this one with the new coach bump, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only five and a half point favorites against the Panthers, and it's in Tampa. You think they're going to be firing those cannons? Baker's going to get them going. I kind of think so. I kind of think so. I mean, if you if it's going to happen at all this year, <laughs> if you're Tampa Bay, you're playing for everything against the worst team in football. So yeah, the Carolina Panthers are one in ten. And they have lost eight of those ten games by more than six points. Yikes! I want. Do we get a boost since Frank Reich? That's got the question, got? right? Is do you get a new coach bump? But I'm not. I'm not convinced that Frank Reich the, is like the problem necessarily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a weird one. Yeah, 
Because I don't think they were happy to see him go. I think it kind right. of like solidified that they're Yeah, ass. it's not a Josh McDaniels situation where everybody's like, fuck Exa- yeah, we're yeah. smoking cigars in the <laughs> locker room now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think so. Um, yeah, I, I like Tampa in this. I just, you hate to pick either of these teams, really do. frankly. I really do. Yeah, this it was one that I kept looking at it, and then I was like, okay, if... If you follow the general Vegas rule, which is the home team gets two and a half points, then this line suggests that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are only a field goal better than this version of the Carolina Panthers. And I don't know. I think every team who is starting the quarterback they want to be starting is more than a field goal better than this version of the Panthers. That is such a strong statement about how Tampa Bay feels about Baker Mayfield. (laughs) That's that's true. Oh man, I yeah. If I had to pick one of them, I'm picking yeah. them. I kind of want to get. I want to dip my toe into some homerism. What kind of lines you got for my Detroit? Lions? Uh, I had the Lions as four point favorites on the road in New Orleans. Yeah, I see four and a half here. Ah oh, man, I picked the Lions. Yeah, I like the Lions. I think that they've had they've had but, like a little bit of the opposite of Denver's luck with these turnovers lately. And I think if yeah, that normalizes lately. a little bit, then it's like, okay, we'll be back to scoring 30 points and uh, making Derek Carr try to do stuff. I am a little, I told you this earlier in the week that like, <laughs> I will I will definitely bring up something about the Saints that I had no idea about is that Dennis Allen is a division one athlete, which that blew That's my mind. That's so crazy to me. I still can't believe that. And he like started on A&M at Saints. That's wild. Like, it's not like he just, yeah, he does not, I'm like, what? Yeah. He doesn't strike me as ex, ex top level football player with his, with his build, but you know. <laughs> no, he doesn't. And like, the way he like moves, like when he walks down the sideline, I don't see that. I see like some goofies. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's not, definitely not, that's not the case. But yeah, our coach, Dan Campbell was a freshman when Dennis Allen was a senior at Texas A&M, and I hope there's not some kind of... And then, like, mo- a lot of our coaches coached at New Orleans, so I'm hoping there's not one of those mental yeah. blocks. Yeah, 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 like the Dan Campbell beat the bit that you I talked mean, about. Yeah, like, Dan Campbell mentioned that he thought Dennis Allen was a genius at least three times in a press conference. <laughs> I'm like, dude, this is fucking Dennis Allen we're talking about. Like, everyone thinks he's a goober. Um, and definitely don't throw around genius. He has coordinated some good defense yeah, sure. though in New Orleans particularly. Yeah. So I mean I kinda get that, but as a head coach, he has not done anything yep. at all. So Yep, absolutely. Um, all right, buddy. Well that's all I got for this week. All right, well yeah. Go live. Indeed, I'll be pulling for him. Cover by gotta cover that spread, win by at least four. And uh yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about this weekend and then next week we'll be watching the games together. Can't wait. Sounds good. All right, have a good one, buddy. Talk to you soon. Go Steelers, <laughs> minus fifty. <laughs>